What's up, Living Corporate Family? It is Shanisha, and today we have a very interesting episode for you all to tune in and listen up. We'll be discussing body image, exploring the concept of body image and its impact for people of color, especially women of color. Now, we all know your body is what you think of. Is what you think and how you think of yourself. When you look in the mirror, how you picture yourself in your mind. This includes how you feel about your appearance. What do you think about your body itself? Such as your height and weight and how you feel within your own skin. Especially this beautiful melanin skin. Body image also includes how you behave as a result of your thoughts and feelings. You may have a positive or negative body image. But body image is not always related to your weight or size. Today, our magnificent extraordinary guest she was an associate professor of counseling psychology in the department of psychological health and learning sciences at the university of houston during her time there she successfully graduated nine women with phds she has earned her bs degree in psychology and both her master's in education and phd from the highly ranked apa accredited counseling psychology program at the University of Missouri, Columbia. She is a recipient of the UH Provost Teaching, Pu- Teaching Excellence Award and the Women, Gender, and Sexuality Studies Summer Fellowship. Has published articles, authored and co-authored book chapters on the role of identity and culture factors impacting young adult sexuality. She also teaches courses on diversity, social justice, and training of psychotherapists. Let's welcome founder of Doopy Deep Podcast, Doctor. Let me let me run that back. Doctor <laughs> Nikki Coleman. Nikki. <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Thank you so much. That was a wonderful uh, intro. I appreciate it. I'm I mean, myself. this, I mean, sometimes you need encouragement, but ma'am, this is encouragement to, to, I mean, everyone. You have served in so many capacities and went to school all this time. Oh my God. You're extraordinary. That's why I had to say magnificent, yes. extraordinary. Okay. And we live in corporate family. You got y'all got to show much love to Nikki. Welcome her to the <laughs> show. Nikki, how are you today? I'm wonderful today. It's it's uh, Friday, and I'm at the very start of a new beginning. Yes. Um, I'm starting a brand new career um, in a couple weeks, and so today was my last day. In academia, um, which has been a long time coming for me, um, and I'm just excited. I'm in a really good place. Yeah, the, the universe has just really been blessing me lately, and things are really in alignment. So it's a great day for me to chat. And talk. This is this is. I mean, may I have some of this Nikki favor? Because Nikki has made it through her <laughs> master's and her PhD. Mm. Mm. Wow! Yet. Okay, graduate with nine women of PhDs. Oh my goodness, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. This this is definitely. I'm trying to live my best life out you're, here. You're living it. Uh, so fully, may, ma'am. May I touch the hem of your garment? This thing right here is uh. <laughs> you're doing some great things, ma'am. You're doing some great things. So listen, we've already given the intro, which is an elaborate and I mean most beautiful intro I've seen thus yet. Uh. But what else would you like our living corporate family, like what else should they know about 
Dr. Nikki Coleman? Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. So I am so many things. <laughs> I have done a lot in my career. Um, I am a licensed psychologist. So wow. in addition to the things that you mentioned, I also have a small but consistent private practice um, mm. that focuses specifically on black women. Um, and I really work with black women who are having challenges and struggles in their um relationships and that I define that broadly so mm-hmm. kind of one of my core beliefs about um, us as people is that we really learn the most about ourselves and we're able to really thrive and be ourselves when we're in, re- in healthy relationship mm-hmm. with loving others um, wow. but um, I'm not uh, at all unaware of like the systemic factors that black women in specific experience around, around race around gender around the oppression oppression at the intersection of those um, about historical trauma and generational trauma that mm-hmm. we carry. And so my practice is specifically around helping women who are really um, in a place to say, I want more for my life. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's another kind of really source of joy um, and, and, and really positive energy, the work that I get to do um, in private practice. And then I have a podcast, as you mentioned, it's called Deep Deep with Dr. Nikki. Uh, and people always are like, how do you pronounce it? What is it? And it's kind of a little bit of an inside joke. So I, I have a co-host who is like my best friend. We're always like, uh, he's my brother from another mother, Tomas Bell. And um, early on in our friendship, uh, we were having a conversation. And you know, you ever have one of those moments in a relationship where you're like, okay, am I going to keep it superficial or am I going to really get into it with this person? Like, can I trust this person? Yes. Can I go all the way? Of who I am. Yes. Right. And so he was like, he was like, you know what? I'm gonna put you in my doopy deep. <laughs> like, <"That's laughs> joke with us. like, let's get into it. like it ain't deep. It's doopy deep. Um, <laughs> That's good. Yes, it's it's real, right? Because you're like so much of our lives. I think, especially nowadays, we're we're constantly moving and going, and there's so much demanded of us that yes. it can become really easy for us to slip into superficial right to kind mm-hmm. of keep it just basic but you have to have those sorts of spaces and people and relationships in your life where you can really go there um and get into it and so that's kind of the working premise of our podcast where we try to just like not just look at it uh, a topic on the surface but really kind of get underneath it and dig into it a little bit deeper and unpack um uh, sometimes the contradictions but a lot of times the different nuances and facets of a situation so yes those are i think those are other things i'm also a single mother of a seven-year-old going on a 27 year old um don't do her very very busy (laughs) (laughs) let her live diva in training over here yes Um, so a little mini me. Um, so yeah, all of those pieces are like my points of pride and the as they should be in my life that bring me the most energy. Yeah. Yes, you have accomplished a so lot. I'm excited to like thank you. I yeah, I have, and it's it's been a full career. Um, it, it's it's sometimes when I sit down and look at it all on paper, it's like whoa. I done yeah, all I this. Did do that. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. It's been a over and over again. So I think what happens is I'm always trying to figure out, like for me fundamentally, I'm always trying to figure out what's the way that I can either help support 
provide healing, movement mm-hmm. forward, upliftment of uh, black women. Um, yes. And if, if, if I can be at the center of any kind of effort or conversation around that, then I'm there for it. So it's, it's uh, you know, me, as long as I keep that kind of central present, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I've been able to take on a lot of different sorts of activities and tasks and I've been really successful in my career. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to shy away from that, but it's been, it's been interesting for sure. Yes. And please don't shy away from it. And I'm so glad that we have you here today because you get to bring healing to our listeners as we discuss this topic, body image. Yes. Yes. Let's, it's major. That is something so major. So I'll talk with a kind of broader question and then we'll focus in more. But what are your thoughts of body image in our culture today? Yeah, I think we're living in a really um, interesting time because of our good friend, social media, right? Like social media is, I think, one of the biggest blessings, but also one of the biggest challenges um, for lots of different facets of our mental health Mm -hmm. um, in, in our kind of current times that we're living in. And so I think, you know, if you just think about Instagram as one platform in and of how you can be inundated with so many different images um, throughout every day, Mm -hmm. um, the impact that that has on your self-image, it's, it's, none of us escape it, right? Right. I think this it, this conversation about body image, and I love how you talk about it at the top of the show, right? right? Like, it's not just what you think about your body, but what the really important part is that that then has an impact on how you think about yourself, like your whole person, right? Right. Um, and so I think it's really, I think we, we need to be having more critical and more um, vulnerable conversations about body image and, and really what it means for us. Yes, that's that's real. That's so real. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it really, like you say, it goes deeper than that. And I think so many times we we just look at it on the surface for what it is. Mm-hmm. But social media definitely plays a major part on that. And that flows into my next question for you is, is social media the primary source of influence for body image now? So, so that's not what the research um, would say. The, the research talk about the, actually the influence um, that comes in your primary kind of socialization groups. So mm-hmm. what, are, what are the things that you heard about your body growing up, right? Uh, and, and so, well, let me back all the way up, right? I'm going to talk about some research stuff and want to recognize that there is uh, a lot of the research that exists around body image, especially around women and, well, both men and women, but there's a way more about women. A lot of the participants have been white women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we have to kind of think about what particular kind of racial cultural factors are different for women of color. So I want to make sure I say that, but some of the existing research around body image shows that um, really kind of how your mother talks about her body Mm -hmm. has a lot of influence for growing up for girls. Um, And also uh, fathers, um, you know, for fathers that are in the home, their level of, um, kind of expectations and acceptance of their daughters has an impact. Now, as you get older, right, developmentally, the kind of impact that your family has automatically diminishes, right? We all know this. You're, you're, when you move into adolescence, your peers become a primary source for you. And then I think now, 
now with the popularity of it and just like the fact that everybody has a smartphone and apps are everywhere that I think social media is having an increasing impact. Mm -hmm. But I don't don't think, um, I I still don't think we can discount the impact of family uh, um, and and kind of your, your upbringing and things that you saw were exposed to, how people talked about their bodies, how people talked about your body, um, those sorts of things as also being a significant factor in how you began to think about your own self. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of us are walking around that we don't even really know we own, right? Right. Um, and so, yeah, that and that's the hard part, right? Like, so you come into, when you start to move into your 20s um, and 30s, is where you're really starting to say, okay, I have a really good working sense of who I am, but here are some things that I don't really know why I believe the things that I believe, or why am I saying this? Right. Um, and then you, you kind of have to be intentional about the process of um, reflective, and right, really being intentional about, wait a minute, am I going to continue to kind of perpetuate these ideas, or do I want to do something different for myself? Oh, Wow. Oh wow! I think we really should dig yeah. dig deep. Do they do be deep? We need to be digging deep. <laughs> we need to be digging deep because it's really it goes further than that. Because, like I said, the surface of social media will be the surface. But when you put down your phone, what's really running through your mind? And, and like what you said, right. growing up, you know, kids can be mean and. Mm-hmm. They're like sponges. You pick up on so much, and, and I'm sure you see that with your daughter, how she, quick and how oh smart she is so, to take in so much. Absolutely. So here's the crazy thing: um, my daughter is teeny tiny. Like she is slim, slim. She was um, part of it is, is genetics from her daddy's side, not from my side. <laughs> um, but, and then part of it is she was um, she was actually premature. And so mm-hmm. for most of her, like, it wasn't until she got to be, a, like, really closer to six that she kind of even started to catch up with being on, on, like, the growth chart. So she's always been really tiny. But she came home upset in kindergarten. Kindergarten. Wow. And I talked about that somebody in her class had been mean to her. And I said, well, tell me what happened. She said, well, she called me fat. Really? And I was. Really? Like, wait, what? Wow. So, like, I'm having, like, so many, like, actions. Like, first of all, it, no, like, there's no per- place on the planet where any standard would be applied to my child that the word fat would come into play. That right. was number one. But two, that she knew, even at age five, that that's an insult. Yes. See. So, I was like, I, I go ahead. even, like, like, this is real serious. I was like, damn, these girls are starting at age five with this? Yeah. Hey, hey, yes, they are. Age five. Yes, right? they are. And we've had to have conversations about that um, and about how she thinks about her body. Um, mm-hmm. And um, the, so the other piece about her, and I think it's really important for us to have this conversation about women of color, is we have to talk about the colorism issue. Yes. Right? Um, that that's one specific thing. We talk about skin tone, mm-hmm. skin color, yes. that women of color experience that white women don't. Um, and so usually when we talk about body image among um, white women, we're really talking about body shape and weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're talking about body image among women of color, even when we're talking about our Asian and our Latina sisters, this whole issue of colorism is predominant in all of our cultures, right? So that this idea that the closer you are to white, mm-hmm. right, the lighter skinned you are, 
the more beautiful you're still perceived. Um, and the darker you are, the less beautiful you are perceived. And we can see that reflected in what's in our media, period, right? The popping supermodels. Um, and when there is a dark-skinned model or dark-skinned image, it's always talked about as noteworthy mm-hmm. because she is dark-skinned. Right? Yes. Um, and so my daughter, is she's biracial, so her daddy is um, Mexican-American. And so she's lighter in skin tone. And so it's been very fascinating for me to watch throughout her whole life, like people really being fascinated with her skin color and um, talking about how beautiful she is. Now, mm-hmm. my baby is cute. I love her. Of course, I'm going to say she's cute. She's a little Absolutely. Cute. And I'm sure girl. she is. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but that that is so noteworthy that, I mean, grown men, women, people have stopped us in the stores to stare at her. Like, and, and I attribute that to her skin color more than anything. And mm-hmm. I always think, like, if she was a chocolate, would she be getting all this attention? Wow. Um, and so I'm always trying to, like, really find that balance mm-hmm. with parenting her around, I recognize the importance of having a healthy body image, mm-hmm. especially for women. But I also don't want her to have her self-worth only connected to her body image. Wow. So I want her to think. I want her to look in the mirror and love what she sees, and feel absolutely confident about it. But more importantly, I need her to know she's more than just that. And I, I really think that that disconnect is where the the challenges and the potential psychological um, distress or insecurity or damage can come around body images when you start to make what you look like synonymous with what you're worth is where you really start to get into trouble. And you know what? I think it's so important for us to have or to know the difference between the two and to be able to first bit identify like this is where I'm at and this is what it is. Because if you can't identify or get to the root of the situation, you'll never be able to fully operate or work right. through it to get to the end. Because if it pops up again, okay, where did this come from? A certain trigger or something right. could bring it up. So I think that's great that you're making mention of that so that our people or women of color could definitely understand this. And with the studies that were done on body image being Caucasian women, here's that study limitation because, okay, where are the women of color? Like, where are they in the study for us to really understand and to really say this is true, like statistically significant data that you have here? Because reading this, if women of color had not known the study limitation that they're not included, they're taking this in as, oh my God, this is me. Okay, but what about the other, you know, what about the other parts of me? My my skin tone, yeah. you know, my, my body shape. Like, what about those other things? So I think that's great that you're highlighting that so our listeners can really understand or really dig deeper into this study and this information. So when they take this on for themselves, when they're at home or in the car, look in the mirror, you'll be able to really break this down. Yeah. I think that's so important to be fully informed. Like, it is so much deeper for, for black women specific because... So, because with us, we have the skin color, but we also have the hair texture. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's I'm natural. A whole level, oh, right? I'm natural. Oh, yeah, it's different. I'm, nat- <laughs> I'm natural. And, you know, uh, what are you? Are you a 4B or a 4C? I'm, I'm like a... I'm like a 4A, B, C, D. Yeah, so, so I just classify as type 4. You know? Yeah. 
I'm like, my edges lay like type 3B, C, but you know, when the wire hits it, it's a little different. It's <laughs> always, uh, data to the table right yes and things are, are very very uh, i think much more complicated for black women than what the research literature has been able um to catch up with yes for sure um because okay so let's talk about this like and i'm, I'm shout out to my girl megan the stallion right? yes <laughs> we love her right yes but not everybody is gonna look like megan the stallion like no matter how many squats you do <laughs> You're not going to I'm so tired. You can do a squash challenge every month. Genetically and physiologically, everybody's not going to be able to look like that. They are not. So we, we have our own standards that we set for ourselves, which I think typically are more, um, what's the word I want to use, more expansive than white women's standards of beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a standard that we're all trying to reach. Right, it's still a standard mm-hmm. that we're all um, trying to compare ourselves to. Yes. So that's the that's the challenge around um, uh, social media. This whole image of like social comparison. How do I look? How do I look in comparison to person or celebrity? Really? Right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram models. Really? How do I feel about my body in comparison to person X? And then how do I feel about that if I if I think I come up short that's good that's and good I, I think that's the kind of question we all need to be asking ourselves and, and you know I, I will own my own thing like I had to um, I, I, I became much more intentional about a year ago in managing what sorts of images I was choosing to look at mm-hmm. um, and so I started finding I specifically like went on Instagram to find courier women. I went on Instagram to find black women to follow um, because I wanted to make sure that kind of what I was feeding my brain was going to be in support of what I see in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, I mean, not, like I said, none of us are immune um, from it. You're not immune from it. And and I'll I'll be open, honest, and transparent here. I don't I don't do social media. So, yes, I have a LinkedIn. Yes, I have a Facebook for college days. (laughs) It may have recently just post like a few months ago, but I'm not a social media person. And it's one of this reason is one of the many of why I do not. Um, I embrace grown women curves is what I call it. (laughs) Lizzo. I I embrace those curves. Uh And, you know, hold on to them as much as I can. And I'm active in the gym. I try to eat as clean as possible. But you still have grown women curves or grown woman curves. And I I feel like the emotional impact upon women of color is so important. What are your thoughts on that? On the emotional impact the body image has upon women of color? Yeah. I mean, so I I think. For sure, like it's, it's interesting. I was just having a part of this conversation earlier today about how what you see in the mirror can really start to impact how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes vice versa, right? Sometimes how you feel about yourself shows up in how you don't take care of your body or how you do take care of your body. Um, and it can kind of become like a cyclical thing, right? So if you're not in your best place, 
I mean, yeah, we all like, you know, let's have a real conversation, right? Us women, we have certain times of the month where we don't feel our best selves. Right? You don't you feel your best. Or, you know that, you know those, for these next five days, I cannot wear those pants. Um, Will not. Those sorts of things. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to play myself with that section of the closet. <laughs> not, won't. Um, and so, <laughs> right? It's true, right? Um, and so I think what I think the thing is just really kind of making sure you find the time to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing that I um, suggest people think about is like not just so we can I think we can very easily get caught up in um, nitpicking at our flaws, right? We look at the parts we can look at the parts of our body that we don't like. Um, oh, why is like why is this shirt like not fit? Right, or why are these pants like why they keep gathering? Like, we can, it's so easy for us to go to the critical place, and so I think it's really important for you to be intentional about focusing in on the things that you do like. And and if you're not at a body size or weight that you are comfortable with or you're accepting of, what about your skin? What about your skin tone? Um, what about your hair? Do you have the capacity to take care of your nails? Um, uh, do you wear makeup? Like, can you put extra energy into, you know, how you present yourself in the world? I think the more comprehensive your definition of what beautiful means, like for mm-hmm. yourself, right? Is it not just my body, but is it is it my hair? Is it my um, nails? Is it my skin? Is it whatever, right? Like, I it's the energy I put into myself. It's that I know these colors look best on me, so I'm going to wear these. I'm going to buy more of these colors. Um, it's those sorts of things that can help really keep you centered uh, when you're not feeling your best. Because the reality is we, we all will have changes um, in our bodies over time. Like you said, grown woman curves. If, if, if you have children, there's going to be a time where your body changes when you get to be a certain age, your hormones change. Like we all go through periods of development where things are different. In our bodies, and so if your self worth is really connected to that, then that means your self worth goes up and down as your comfort, oh yes, or appreciation, or love of your body goes up and down, right? And so if you know from jump that there's going to be fluctuation, why would you invest your self worth in that? Because you should, you should like be on shine for yourself. Yes, you should. Absolutely. You really should. That's that's what should be optimal. Um, And what we should all be aiming for. And so you can't let something that is is, as naturally out of your control at some time because of hormones, because of access to healthy food, because of like you can even be traveling and you can't eat clean and you can't be vegan because everybody in the family to put ham hocks and everything. No, don't do it. No. What are collard greens? No. Yes, it your is. Your sense of self and your well-being and your love of yourself is something that changes. And and those changes, I feel like, can really impact. Like you said, it's tied to you. So that fluctuation. What do you feel like that fluctuation plays? Like, how does that play into like your work relationships? The way you look at yourself, that emotional part, uh, just the whole body image itself. Like, how does that? impact work relationships if you can't look at yourself in the mirror you know 
it goes back to how do you feel about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I'm going to talk very candidly and very personally. Um, the last couple of years at my um, last position um, in academia were not the best for me. Um, I was experiencing um, a lot of microaggressions, experienced a lot of burnout, mm-hmm. um, a lot of just challenges and stresses in the job. And really my passion for, for the job was not in alignment with the demands of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first thing that happened is, you know, I, I got depressed and I stopped exercising. And so what did that mean? I mean, I gained weight. And then what did that mean? I mean, I wasn't happy with what I was seeing in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It only contributed more to those feelings of like burnout, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's how it can play out for you when you were, especially if you're working in any sort of, um, high stress, high intensity job. Mm-hmm. Like most of um, most of us work in environments where the demands for our time and energy at work are increasing every day, right? Yes, and the the, the balance around work life balance more and more imbalanced towards work. Um, and so, if you're spending so much energy and time at work, um, and you're not attending to yourself, you're not taking the time out to make sure you eat properly. You're not making taking the time out to make sure that you are exercising. And I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to like um, push a, you know, be thin agenda. What I'm saying is we know both of those things have an impact on your mental health. Both of those things have an impact on your energy level. They have an impact on your mental capacity to kind of be sharp and to think through things. And so when you start letting those things go, it really can become a negative um, so that the worse you eat, the less energy you have, and mm-hmm. then you start to feel bad about yourself, and that can really be reflected on what you see in the mirror, um, and then you can do this thing where you start to compare yourself to yourself, like, yes. now six months ago, mm-hmm. I used to be able to wear this, whatever, right? Oh, I do. You know, your own internal comparison. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, Look at right? old photos. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, and so I think, um, you know, being able to recognize and sit with like what parts of this is really um, me just letting uh, the busyness of life take over, right? Mm-hmm. How much of this is me giving in to all of the stress and demands, and how much of this can I actually take some control over and start to make some shifts in, um, so that I can do the things to take care of myself first, so I can show up at work and be my best self right so I can show up at work and get things done and feel good about what I have gotten done when I leave at the end of the day so I definitely think that body image is not anything to be um, taken lightly or to mm-hmm. be ignored um, and, I, and I mean I, I, I know that men experience issues and challenges around their body image too but what I know about uh, patriarchy is that women experience it more and differently, right? Because we do get evaluated in a very real way for what we look like when we show up. Yes, you do. So you do, right? Um, it's a direct correlation to like your level of professionalism, even sometimes your competency to do your job based on what you look like when you show up. Um, and so if you are in a place where you're not feeling good about what you see in the mirror, or if you're in a place where you are not able to show up and present yourself out to the world in a way that demonstrates your confidence, mm-hmm. um, then that can have some real impacts on yourself. 
That's amazing how it can have that domino effect. You know, once you leave your home or leave out that car, it, it just it spirals. It seems like it just spirals out of control, just one, one thing to the next. <laughs> yeah, and they all yeah. play into each other. It ties together. Yeah, I think that's the thing that um, I hope um, I'm making clear. It's like you are, so you definitely are. External forces, right? There's so many external forces that can pull you away from feeling good about yourself. Yes, it is. That that you have to be intentional about pouring into yourself. Like it, it's not the world. The world is not going to automatically affirm for you that you were wonderful, amazing, and a perfect being, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to tell yourself that narrative and you have to tell yourself that with with um, kind of um, a, a, a sense of passion and a sense of um, without compromise, right? That you have to be intentional about that. So and one of the things that I started doing was I changed the, the kind of images I was consuming mm-hmm. um, on social media and stuff like that. And I also, like, I don't, I don't buy magazines. I don't do that sort of thing. So that helped. But then the other thing I started doing is just when I was out and about, and it was really helpful for me to do that this summer when I was out at the pool and stuff like that with my little one. And I was looking around and I was like, yeah, we all got something going. Like bodies are weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you just stop thinking about like the standards of expectation for what a body should look like and just start mm-hmm. looking at like, like people come together in all sorts of shapes and sizes yes, and I, do. I really like was sitting around the pool looking like yeah she's about 60 pounds slimmer than me but whatever whatever right or she's thicker than me but dang she rocking that so so we could all really find beauty in a lot of different spaces if you were actually looking at real women walking mm-hmm. around and not looking at airbrushed images or really kind of packaged sanitized images of um, what a woman's body should be. That's amazing that you brought that up because we, we really are all shapes and sizes and again embrace those grown woman curves if you have them yes. or if you if you don't embrace this body. <laughs> I always say so listen you only got this one and this one only do so much you only have one and you definitely have to embrace it only have one so how can how can women of color how can they apply or accept their body image how can they apply positive thoughts or how can they accept their body image like what are some things we can do i know you mentioned about possibly with the magazines and going online on social media finding women that look like you um, like real world yeah. time, but what what are other things that they can do? So I think um, I think spending some time looking at themselves in the mirror, mm-hmm. like really look at yourself in the mirror and find something you love. And if you're really really struggling with it, like make it a regular exercise that you find something different that you love at least once a week. Wow! And maybe one day it's like, oh, these teeth are white and popping. This smile is beautiful. One day is my skin feels so soft, it's beautiful. Another day is my curls looking right there. Like, be intentional about it. Um, I also encourage people to think about the real power of the words that we say to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, the internal dialogue that we have about ourselves, about, about ourselves in specific, but kind of just about the world, too, is highly, highly potent in shaping how we think about things. 
And so, um, like, for me, one of the things, because I knew the research about how women, how mothers talk about their bodies has an impact on their daughter's body, I have never said one bad thing about my body in front of my child, ever. Like, ever. I'm like, that ain't gonna happen. Even if my internal dialogue was stanky someday, mm-hmm. I would always make sure that I talked positively about myself out loud. Well, the beauty of the of, of the brain is um, I started to um, think about myself differently because of the words I was saying. So... And I don't think people really remember or get deep in, again into the impact that words have, especially with her being oh so God. young. Words carry weight now. They carry they carry they weight. They carry so much weight because you can't tell this girl that I'm not the most beautiful mother in the world. Like she like she is my biggest fan. Um, I like she is my biggest fans like oh mommy you look so beautiful you're gonna be the youngest looking mommy there and she should because you are biggest hype man yes because you are (laughs) you are beauty and brains beauty and brains so what would you suggest for women of color to overcome this issue could we overcome it oh I think for sure we can oh yes I think for sure we can we have Um, hope y'all we got hope oh yes yeah, I mean, I think we should always be hopeful. I think the moment that we give up hope, hopefulness about like anything is the moment you're automatically dead in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is so important for you um, to to work to hold to hold an image in your mind of who you want to be and what you want your life to be like, even is even in the midst of it looking like pure hell, like even in the midst of it not being what you want it to be. Find a way to get the image of what you want it to be, and you will eventually get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have to always keep our imagination um, growing and fertile and, and, and positive leaning in that way. Um, I think. Um, I, so I think the other thing about the time that we're living in, besides some of the like challenges around social media, is. Um, we're also living in a time where people are talking more openly and actively about mental health, right? Like the stigma around um, people of color talking about mental health, mental health, whether and not necessarily like even seeking services, but just about how important it is and how things that we maybe have taken for granted really do have an impact on our well-being. Um, I think um, I think that I think that opens people up more to the possibilities of what could be for themselves. Um, and I think there's more resources available to folks that even if you don't want it, like, like I said, even if it's not about going to therapy. Um, and for some folks, it may be. Like, you can have a disordered body um, image and disordered mm-hmm. eating to an extent that requires um, mental health treatment. And so it might not even be that it's that for for you, but that there could be resources to help bolster you and kind of uplift you in the, in the areas that you're struggling in. Um and then, you know, I know I've talked a lot about my daughter and my relationship with her, but I, I think, you know, not, even if you don't have children, you have other young women in your life. Yes, um, and that ties together because everyone um, has had a mother, an aunt, you know, a cousin, a sister. Yes. We've all had some female figure, you know, to look at growing up in some way, shape, or form. If, and if you hadn't, you know, then maybe a school teacher. You know, there's someone 
who you looked up to as a woman and may have compared yourself to. So I think it's great that you are tying your daughter to this. This is real world. Yeah. And so I think like you can do that too. Like anybody can do that about, you know, what are the conversations you have in the spaces with other women mm-hmm. about body image? Um, and, 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 you know, in safe spaces where you can be vulnerable and have those conversations about areas that maybe you're insecure about or struggling in and how can you seek support, right? Like, um, and ask for that help, right? Among your friends, among your family and support group. So I think it takes, I think if we, I'm not going to say think. I know for a fact there is nothing that cha- that can change in your life without intention and effort. Yes, because absolutely, absolutely. You're going to have to do something different, right? Um, and you might have to do something different for an extended period of time, right? It's not magic; it doesn't slip and change overnight. Um, but I think, like, you, so to your question, of, can things be different? Absolutely, things can absolutely be better and different, but. It's going to take collective effort and it's going to take individual kind of accountability for yourself to continue to kind of do the internal work that you need to do to get to that place. This is good. This is great. And I I really hope um, that our people of color who are listening and women of color have had have had taken something uh, because you've dropped many gems and given so much great and pertinent information and have given us a, a different view or outlook of perspective because I learned a lot today I have learned oh, a lot and this this is something I would I definitely you know replay again and again once it, I would replay oh, this good. again and again because it, it starts starts upstairs and in your heart first and I think this this is something that our women can take and value here with Live Incorporate. I want to ask you, where where can our listeners find out more about melanin and mental health? You can actually go to melaninandmentalhealth.com. It's a wonderful directory of mental health practitioners who are, are people of color and who are interested and skilled and competent to work with um, people of color. Um, and then there's also... Uh, events that they host throughout the year uh, at some locations across the country. I know they've done stuff in Dallas and I think in Chicago and Atlanta, uh, certainly here in Houston for our mental health professionals. Um, and then the, the webpage also has other resources for folks um, that may be struggling around certain issues and stuff. Um, and you can also find them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at um, melaninandmentalhealth.com. Um, Guys, you definitely have to check this website out. And, and not only check out the Melanin and Mental Health website, but Doopy Deep, the podcast. Yes. So Doopy Deep, the podcast. We have been um, on a bit of hiatus, but we have a significant backlog of episodes. But Doopy Deep with Dr. Nikki, you can find us on pretty much every platform, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, we're out there, and we talk about a, we talk about stuff like this, and we talk about a wide variety of cultural topics, um, of some social political topics, uh, mental health topics. We talk about a lot of different stuff on the show, and you can find me on Instagram um, and Facebook at Dr. Nikki Knows, D R N I K K I K N O W S, Dr. Nikki Knows, and then my co-host for Doopy Deeks is at All About Tomas. Because as he says, it's all about Tomas. A L L A B O U T T O M A S. 
Yeah. So please like subscribe, download, listen. Um we are looking forward to starting a brand new season. You guys, please go and check out Doopy Deep. And if I mean, if you're waiting for the new season to start, go back and listen to the previous episodes. You know, go ahead and get That's caught right. up it's and listen. On there. Yes, and listen. Open up, tune in. Nikki or Doctor Coleman, <laughs> what other advice or words of encouragement would you like to share? Um. Oh my goodness. Uh, let um. Like, you, you really only get one life, um, and that you can put a whole lot of energy in the one life trying to make other people happy mm-hmm. and serve other people's needs, or you can focus on figuring out what's best for you um, and what do you need to do to live your best life, um, and that's not something anybody else can tell you. That really is a, a, something that you have to put energy and effort to for yourself, but, but the process of doing it already makes you a better person. Mm. Um, it already brings you a greater sense of self-belief um, and self-reliance um, and confidence to move out in the world. That's powerful. That is definitely powerful. Oh, yeah. It's what's been working for me. It's working. It's working for you good. It's definitely working for you good. Any shout-outs? Um, let me see. Um, I do. I want to shout-out one of my students. Um, I wish I could shout I would love to shout-out all of my uh, former graduates, but one in particular, Dr. Amanda Mong, she's actually practicing in Chicago, and she did her dissertation on black women and body image. Wow. So I'm trying to work on her to get her dissertation published. Um, and she should. No filter. Dr. Um, Long, do it. Look at body image, black women. Yeah, so I'm going to stay on her. So I, ho- um, I, I texted her, I was like, you need to get on it, get your stuff out there because the people need to read it. Um, so I definitely want to give her a shout out. Um, and um, just always so much love and respect and admiration for so many of my advisees that are out in the world doing amazing things um, across the country. Um, so they they made my time in academia a wonderful, beautiful um, experience. They were the reason why I was there, and, and my energy and input into them has turned into them going out in the world and doing amazing things. So... You know what? That's it. After coming from being under you, you can't help but to. <laughs> you can't help but to. You, y'all heard the intro. You can't help but to. You have to. There's no other way. No other way. But thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. You. I love talking about this stuff. At any time, I'd be happy to come back um, and talk about this or anything else related to black women and mental health and well-being. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's our show. Thank you for joining us on Living Corporate's podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, Twitter at Living Corporate underscore pod, and subscribe to our newsletter through www.livingcorporate.com. And if you have questions you'd like us to answer and to read on the show, make sure you email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. This has been Shanisha, and you've been listening to Dr. Nikki Coleman, PhD, speaker, educator, and founder of Doobie Deep Podcast. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. 
Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.